Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you. And it is Wednesday, the 23rd, and uh, getting you ready for the Giants and 49ers this weekend at MetLife Stadium. And before we kick things off on today's show, this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. For today's show, though, I wanted to do something a little different, something I've never done here on the podcast, and that is to go back and talk about some of the most memorable games in the history of the Giants and 49ers uh, rivalry. The two teams have met, I believe, 41 times. This will be the 42nd time coming up on Sunday. And uh, I think the Giants have a 21 to 20 lead in the all-time series, with the postseason results being tied 4-4. And uh, right now, I, I've got to be honest with you. Um, when I was looking at some of the memorable games in this series, there were really um, I, I want to say maybe three that really came to mind. Um, but there, there certainly are enough. There's, there's got to be like close to 10 in this series that I think you can make a case for. But we're going to jump right in and talk about some of those games. And I got to start off with a favorite of mine. And this is actually a chapter in my new book, The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. And that is the 2011 NFC Championship game. Now, I don't know, uh, for those of you who have the book, I'm referring to the chapter titled Eli in the Mud. That game, from what I remember, was played in some really ugly conditions, weather conditions. It was played at the old Candlestick Park, and it was on a, you know, Candlestick Park had a grass field because it was also a baseball field. And the rainy weather just turned the field into a pile of mud. It was just really awful. And that game, if you remember, uh, Eli got beat up like a pinball. I mean, the 49er defense was knocking him all over the place. And the poor guy, I don't know how he did it, but he kept getting up. He kept making the plays and um, he kept, you know, doing his thing. That was also the game in which the special teams really came through for the Giants. And, and you could make the argument wanted for them. You know, they had the uh, muff punt by, uh, I think it was Kyle Williams who muffed the punt. And, and uh, Devin, um, oh goodness, I can't remember the guy's last name, but he was, he was a wide receiver. I think his name was Devin. Um, I, and I remember he was, he was actually acquired off of uh, off waivers around Thanksgiving, but uh, he ended up Devin Thomas, I think it was. That's that's who I'm thinking of. I think anyway, he actually recovered a muff punt to set the Giants up for with some really terrific field position in that game. But you know, a little known story. There's actually two little known stories about that game that I found out when I was researching the book, and the first one is that Eli Manning almost 
actually missed that game. That week leading up, he had been sick with some sort of flu. I think it was a stomach virus. And I don't think he ever appeared on the Giants injury report. I think what would what happened back in the day is he would come out for practice for the open for the part of practice that was open to the media. And then after the practice was closed to the media, he would go back into the uh, training room where he would get IVs and just, you know, basically sit down and rest. But that week, that whole week, Manning was as sick as a dog. And there was really some doubt as to whether or not he would be ready to play that week. So David Carr, who was the backup at the time, actually took the majority of the snaps that week. And it really looked like he was going to play. And of course, Eli being Eli made sure he was ready to go. And it was interesting because as Eli was uh, taking the beating that he was taking from the 49ers defense, one of the defensive players on the Giants, who, and I apologize, I can't remember who it was, actually joked with David Carr saying, boy, I I bet you you're glad that you took all the reps in practice this week. But uh, Eli hung in there. He hung tough. And he helped the Giants uh, get to get to a victory. I think I believe it was an overtime victory. And, you know, another funny story about that game that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. And again, if this is in the book um, on Lawrence Tynes's uh, first, I think it was the final kick. It was actually the the kick in overtime. Um the Giants had a third and eight on the 49ers eight yard line, and they were actually called for a delay of game as Lawrence Tynes actually uh, kicked the, the the field goal attempt, which wasn't uh, valid, obviously. And Lawrence told me a couple good things, a couple little uh, tidbits about that kick. He said, number one, had they he he, he felt that that kick would have never made it. Uh, because he felt that it got um, tipped. So actually, um, he said that that kick almost got blocked. And uh, so he was kind of glad that it was pushed back. But more importantly, um, because that kick was pushed back five yards to the 13-yard line, making it a 31-yard attempt, Lawrence said that it actually moved him out of an area that was like, muddied and a little wet puddle so he was able to get better footing on that kick and of course he made it 31 yards and sent the Giants to the Super Bowl to face the New England Patriots for the second time um, in his in I think four or five years there so uh, just a couple nice little tidbits there I was not at that game unfortunately I didn't make the trip out to San Francisco I don't remember why I didn't make it Oh, actually, I do remember why, because that was the year I was sick with cancer. So I had to watch that from at home. But that was certainly a thrilling win. It was one of Eli Manning's gutsiest games. And just, you know, if you were a Giant fan, and I think a lot of the listeners out there remember that game. So it was yesterday, even though it was, you know, almost 10 years ago. But uh, that was certainly a game to remember. So uh, I wanted to lead off the show with that game. All right, folks, you are listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trainer. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'll have another Giants 49ers game and a long rivalry that uh, I remember fondly. And I'll share those memories with you when we come back. Stay with us. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays. 
and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place where you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Traina, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. And I want to tell you about my debut book. It's called The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. And I've sought to create a living history of the top men and moments that have made one of the NFL's charter franchises what it is today. Relive the franchise's four Super Bowls. Find out what convinced former general manager Ernie Accorsi that quarterback Eli Manning was indeed the one. Learn about the events that brought the Tisch family into the Giants' ownership lore, and so much more. This 368-page paperback book includes loads of photos and stories of some of the greatest giants in history as told in their own words. The Big 50, the men and moments that made the New York Giants, will be available starting September 8, 2020 on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever else books are sold. So pre-order your copy today. And thank you for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants segment two. Patricia Trainer here with you, and I'm recounting or recapping some of the greatest games in the history of the Giants and 49ers rivalry. Uh, So far, I've been kind of sticking on the postseason because those games have been um, really thrilling. And I'm going to stick with the postseason, but I'm actually going to go back to the 1990 NFC Championship game. That was a, a game also held at Candlestick Park. And there were a few things that I kind of remember about that game, starting with the fact that the 49ers were so confident they were going to beat the Giants that week that the Super Bowl hotel, the NFC team Super Bowl hotel, the 49ers had already booked their favorite uh, lobby piano player to go down and and get set up. They were that confident that, you know, they were going to be down there and be able to have the, um, the, the piano player down there. And I just thought, you know, it it reminded me of the time when the giants played uh, the Dallas Cowboys in the 2007 division game. And Jerry Jones put tickets to the NFC championship game on the stools of all uh, the players before the game took place, you know, just in the show of, I guess, confidence that they could win the game. And, you know, the 49ers years earlier had done that against the Giants. And of course, the Giants made them pay for that. So there were a couple of things um, in the that game, uh, the, the 1990 championship game, the NFC championship game, uh, starting with the fact that that year, if you remember, 
Giants quarterbacks, Phil Sims that season missed the last part of the season. I think he had a broken, I think it was a broken leg. Some part part of uh, it was a leg injury. I can't remember if it was a foot or or his leg, but uh, he was on injured reserve. So that left Jeff Hostetler to handle the quarterback duties. And I'll tell you what, back in the day when the Giants had Sims and Hostetler, there was not a better one-two punch on the team at quarterback. You can make the argument that maybe uh, later, years later when they had Eli Manning and David Carr, that was compatible to what they had at the time. But Hostetler and Sims, I mean, they basically had two starting quarterbacks with those guys on the roster. But so what happened is um, there had been a play, I think, earlier in that game where um, I forget who the defender was, but it was felt by the 49ers and in particular Jim Burt that the Giants defense, I think it might have been Lawrence Taylor, um, who who might have been part of the uh, the tackle or the sack on, on Montana, but um, it was felt that maybe the Giants put a dirty hit on Joe Montana at the time. And, um, you know, Montana survived that hit. But later on in the game, in the fourth quarter, uh, Burt, I believe, was the one who put the hit on Jeff Hostetler. It was on a second down and seven, I believe. It was early in the fourth quarter. And actually, Hostetler got knocked out of the game for, I want to say, a couple of plays, certainly for the rest of that series. And he came back in and he was fine and he finished up the game, but he really took a, you know, a a whack to his knee. And there was some question as to whether or not he'd actually be able to go back in and finish the game. Hostetler, you know, being a lot tougher than a lot of people gave him credit for, did go back in, did finish the game. And we know uh, what happened. Obviously, they won that game. But then um, a few, I think on the next series, that's when... Uh, Joe Montana, the 49ers starting quarterback at the time, was sacked by Leonard Marshall. And that, I believe, was the play that Montana broke his right hand, which for which he needed surgery. They had to put screws into his hand. And I believe he also bruised his, his sternum. So after that hit, Steve Young had to come in and had to finish up the game for the 49ers in the fourth quarter. So it was a really, you know, physical, brutal game. And that game also saw Matt Barr hit five field goal attempts. Um, So the Giants won the game 15 to 13. Did so, and I don't believe they scored a touchdown at all in that game. I'm just looking at the, the game book here, and I'm looking at the scoring And let me just see. Nope, the Giants did not score a touchdown. It was five Matt Barr field goals that got them into the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 25. So that was a real physical, intense game. And it just, again, it just really highlighted the intensity between the two teams. You know, back in the 1980s, um, the Giants and the 49ers saw each other quite a bit. And some of those games were just classics. And this one, for sure, was a classic. And uh, fortunately, the Giants came out on the right side of the ledger. And we know the rest. You know, they went on to um, Tampa Bay. They met the Buffalo Bills in Super Bowl 25. And 
they won that game. So uh, that was just a really, really intense game. And, you know, kudos, by the way, uh, this I got to mention this guy because he doesn't get enough credit. And I think he was one of the unsung heroes of this game. Mark Collins, cornerback, did a phenomenal job. And I mean, unbelievable on receiver Jerry Rice, a Hall of Fame receiver. Mark Collins held Jerry Rice in check. I think Rice that day had, let's see, five catches for 54 yards along of 19. And again, this is also in the book, The Big 50. But I talked to Collins about holding Rice in check. I also uh, talked to him about holding um, the following week, Andre Reed in check. And basically Collins told me, he said, look, you know, I got physical with them. I was a human speed bump. And he, he was actually perplexed as to why more cornerbacks, more why more defensive backs didn't get physical with these guys. He said, he told me, you know, the worst thing you can do uh, to a, a receiver that they absolutely hate is to be hit. And that's what he did. He he pounded the, uh, the stuffing out of both of those guys. And, you know, it helped the Giants win. And I think, you know, Collins doesn't get enough credit for what he did in that game or in Super Bowl 25 for that matter. But uh, certainly, you know, it, it was a big, big uh, factor in both the win over the 49ers and the subsequent win later on in Super Bowl 25. All right, Giant fans, you are listening to Locked On Giants. We're doing a flashback show highlighting the best and most memorable games in the Giants 49ers series. We're going to take our final break. And when we come back, one more game to talk about, so stay with us. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment three of Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you. And this segment is brought to you in part by my bookie. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code Locked On and double your first deposit. Players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. All right, Giant fans, so we are continuing our look back at the most memorable matchups in Giants 49ers history. And, you know, I've been sticking with the postseason. And uh, I did the 1990 uh, playoff game in the last segment. Before that, I did the 2011 NFC Championship game. I'm going to stay in postseason just because those games really stick out in my memory. And the next one I want to talk about was the 1986 divisional playoff game, uh, the massacre in the Meadowlands. And uh, we'll talk about that one. That was uh, obviously the 86 season. The Giants would roll over the 49ers. They would roll over Washington all the way to Super Bowl 21, where they rolled over the Denver Broncos. But let's talk about that 1986 game, that divisional playoff game with the 49ers. Now, one of the things I remember about that particular game was... Jerry Rice taking a short pass and just running wild with it. And all of a sudden, he just dropped the football. And the Giants ended up recovering that football uh, to take a 28-3 lead at halftime. Um, That was also the game in which Joe Montana got whacked by Jim Burt. Um, If you remember Joe Montana uh, 
was absolutely leveled by Jim Bird. Second, actually, that was the first time the Giants would would really rock Joe Montana in a playoff game. Um, in the 1990 playoff game, as I mentioned, Leonard Marshall would do the same thing. But um, that Giant game, the Giants rolled over the 49ers. It was 49-3 with the Giants... Um, after the first quarter, the Giants up 7-3, and then the Giants just exploded in the second and third quarter, scoring 21 points in each of those quarters. Just an absolute um, explosion of points, hence the nickname, the Massacre at the Meadowland. A few highlights I remember from uh, that game. Joe Morris, the Giants running back, running for 159 yards, two touchdowns on 24 carries. Um, as part of a, basically, the Giants ran that day 44 times, 216 yards, 4.9 average, two touchdowns. Just a tremendous rushing attack by the Giants who, who just dominated the time of possession in that game. I mean, I, I don't think the um, 49ers had much of a chance, to be honest with you, uh, to, to even get the ball, do much with it. Uh, Joe Montana that day, I think was 8 of 15, 98 yards, didn't throw a touchdown, but he threw two interceptions. The 49er running game, as led by J uh, Roger Craig, 5 of 17 for a long of 5. Um, just, you know, domination, folks. There's, there's no other way to put it. The Giants had uh, three, I think it was. Was it three or two? No, two. I'm sorry. It was two interceptions. Um Two interceptions in that game. Yeah, there was a, a lateral in that game, if, if I remember correctly. Herb Welch had picked off a pass, and then I think uh, he had lateraled it to uh, Toast Patterson, Elvis Patterson, who picked up 16 yards uh, in a, what was a really cool you know, sequence of plays. But um, oh, And then receiving, uh, the Giants held Jerry Rice three catches, 48 yards, and um, I think Roger Roger Craig had I think he was the leading receiver that that uh, week, twenty two yards, but he had four receptions, which I think led the Forty ers Just an absolute domination, and of course that set the Giants up for the following week when they hosted the Washington team, um, and in the uh, championship game that was. When the, the confetti came down, it, it was kind of like a ticker tape parade. I remember that one because uh, at the time I was in school and I remember going to that game with my father and I think my brother was in attendance too at that game. I can't remember for sure, but I know I was. And I just remember how it was just a bitter cold day. It was a January day. It was winter and just the confetti coming down and it was just, oh my goodness, the emotion that you felt after watching the Giants destroy the 49ers and then destroy the, you know, the Washington Football Club, just just amazing because you knew the Giants, you know, they they were going to the Super Bowl. It was their first Super Bowl, and just really a memorable moment for for uh, the Giants and their fans at that particular time. So, uh, 
really a lot of good memories. And like I said, you know, in the 1980s, the Giants and the 49ers, a lot of good games, not just, you know, the, the postseason, some regular season games as well, but the postseason games, the three that I just talked about are the ones that really stood out to me uh, the most. So anyway, Giant fans, I hope you enjoyed this little stroll down memory lane. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Brian Peacock of Locked on 49ers joins me and we do our crossover show where we talk about the Giants and the 49ers. And Brian's going to tell us, I hope, exactly who the 49ers are going to put on the field. They're pretty banged up. So we'll see what Brian has to say in that show. And that will be available, like I said, on Thursday. So thank you for listening, Giant fans. And we'll talk to you again soon. Take care.